Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 25, 25 of Samp and Chance. Uh, my name is Bobby Sampson, and joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Good evening, good sir. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Broke out the tank top because it's over 20 degrees. Um, it looks like we might be getting the start of summer now. Yay. Yep, but yet tomorrow it's going to rain. That's okay. As long as the temperature is fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, you know, at the end of the day, it can rain and whatnot, but rain in 20 degrees, 20 plus degree weather is never too bad. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's muggy out today, though, but it's nice. We'll take that no. over the cold any day. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really enjoyed it. I came home, took a shower, put on the tank top. I said, yeah, you know what? It's okay for home now. I don't know if it's ready for the public yet, but it's, it's nice to kind of be more comfortable at home. Absolutely. Uh, speaking about home, here we go. Devin Haney, away, far, far, far away from home, going up against George Ferocious Cambosis Jr., for all the gold, brother, for all the gold, for all four titles, the ring, and I believe the lineal uh, title as well, lightweight championship, 135 pounders is all on the line this Saturday, this Sunday in Australia. Uh, Haney comes in at 27-0 with uh, 15 knockouts. Can you believe the guy's been fighting since he's 17? He's only 23 years old. I know, still a kid. Still a baby. Well, I won't say he's a baby, but I mean, in terms of boxing and whatnot, the guy's been going at it for a while. 27 and 0 is a huge. Pretty huge. impressive. It is impressive. I mean, well, we'll talk about that in a bit. Camboso's coming in at 20 and 0 with 10 knockouts. Um, he's turning 29 in a couple of weeks. So he'll be fighting at 28 this uh this evening. Yeah. On that evening. 5-8 for Haney with a 71-inch reach where Cabosos has the height at five nine and a half but he has the little trinosaurus rex arms at 68 inches yeah he's he's that a, to me man i don't know how that works but uh he's got the reach so just genetics i guess but he's got a little bit of a reach advantage right so on man so before we get going here what's vegas telling us or what, what are the bookies telling us according to the sharps in vegas haney is the favorite um at minus 167 I guess they don't have much respect for Cambosa because he is the underdog in his hometown at plus 135. So basically, put $100 on Cambosa, you'll win $135. Mm, interesting, interesting. Um, Cambosa likes it. He was saying, I like being the underdog. Last time I was the underdog against Lopez, look what happened. So It's kind of interesting. I mean, I think this year has kind of shown us what having home field advantage in boxing can do in uh, in a couple of cases here. Anyways, you look at Tiafimo, he fought in his backyard against Cambosas. New York, and, Madison Square, yeah. Right? And, and he basically, well, he came up short. I don't know if he crumbled to the pressure or he, whatever the case may be, home field advantage didn't work for him. Now, the same thing happened for Josh Taylor when he fought in Scotland. And uh, technically, he did lose that fight, but you know, home field advantage gave him the victory. The judges did. Yeah, it's hard to say with Cambosa. I mean, this is going to be a second big fight. I mean, did he get, we're going to find out, did he get lucky that night against Lopez or is he really that damn good? I'm going to answer that question this Saturday. I think he's that damn good, but we're going to find out because Haney's no joke. No, Haney's no joke either. But, you know, I think, okay, well, here, I'm going to, let's break it down this way. Let's look at skills first. 
I think overall, I think the skill set goes to Haney in terms of in terms of being precise, uh, being a, a sniper, being smart in the ring, just the skill set. I give the advantage to Haney a hundred percent. Now I, I know that Combosos comes from your man's school. Yeah, he sparred over two hundred rounds with Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Pacquiao regards him very highly. Very. Um, so he's no joke either. But I will give the skills uh, overall to to Haney in this one. Um, I just think overall, I think he's a much well-rounded, much more skilled, technical fighter than Combosos is. And and I'm only looking at a small sample from Combosos. I'm not saying he's any slouch. He's a great fighter. Um, but I think he's more power and and he's more of a punch out guy. I don't and I don't look at him. Doesn't quit. Yeah, he has that heart and he doesn't quit, but he's more of the punch out type of fighter, in my opinion. You know, he's more of a puncher. Um, yeah. where where science and defense and, and technical skill kind of goes to the side of Devin Haney, in my opinion. What about you? I agree with what you're saying. This that I gotta give the edge for the grit. The heart, uh, kind of also more of a brawler. He wants to rough it up. He wants to get on the inside. That guy has, like he, he's been saying in his press conference, he's got that heart. He's been through it all. Come full circle to bring this fight back home. What he said he was going to do years ago, and he actually did what he said. Mm-hmm. So he says he's going to put Haney down this time. I don't know if he will, but so far, everything he said, he's done. Yeah, no, 100%. I can't agree, disagree with that either. And it's hard to not like either one of these guys. For me anyways, I don't know about no. yourself. No, I like them both. Um, this is a very, very different buildup from from what we saw last week with Romo or Rovi and uh, Tank. Um, is he in a bit of a different side of George Cambosos this time around? I'm yeah, kinda... he's been a little bit. He was calling him a rat and uh, yeah, low form of life because the story behind that is that Haney was sending him messages on Twitter about Lopez's how he trains, how he likes to fight, all these inside tips. And he never denied that he did that, which is interesting. Well, I mean, he probably did. There's no mm-hmm. reason to deny it. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Here's the business side of it. Of course, Haney wants to face the winner of this, right? He probably saw the easier route, the easier title victory against Combosos Jr. than he probably did against Teofimo Lopez at that time. Yeah. At that time, right? Um so, so it's it's very possible. He never denied it. Absolutely, he didn't. He never said once. And I've watched other interviews after that presser, uh, that kickoff presser on Monday, I guess it would have been, or Tuesday in Australia, but we got it Monday. Um, that's trippy how far ahead they are, man. I was looking I at know. it. It's almost like 21 hours ahead of us. They're going to start that pay-per-view at 11 in the morning over there. So well, this will be yeah. in North America. What are you going to do? I love it. I don't mind, but it sucks for them. I guess well, it's okay for fight in the morning, I guess. But Well, UFC does it too. Yeah. Right? And I mean, uh, okay, outside of the Pacquiao-Jeff Horn fight, what other big fight have they ever thrown in Australia? And I, I'm, I'm asking you because I didn't look it up. I don't know. I think that's right? that. Pacquiao one is the biggest one today. This one might break that record. They're, at, they're thinking about 50,000 people at Marvel Stadium. We'll see how many show up. But Last count I heard, they got about 45,000 tickets sold with whatever's left over so yeah, let's I, find I out got, i got nothing but respect for haney to go to cambos's backyard when 99 percent of the crowd is cheering for you your dad can't make it there because of his past criminal charges your new trainer can't make it because of the connection that mob guy now you're using zab judah's dad as your trainer and you're still not making excuses my hat's off to that guy no well yoel yoel judah has been with him since he was a kid as well 
Yeah. So that's the one benefit that he has. But let's we'll get into that into the mentality part of this. Um, why don't we just go to that right now? Yeah. Um, I think I think the mentality goes to Combosos in terms of his experience. Like, granted, he's only got he's got seven less fights than George has. Yeah. But training with Pacquiao, being in the ring with him, learning from him. Having that experience of being on the road, I mean, this is nothing new for for what Devin is facing this time. He's been doing it for about five, six years, having to fight on the road. Like, I mean, Cambosas hasn't fought at home in five years, right? So so from that perspective, I think that maturity level and that experience level kind of goes in the favor of a George Cambosas in this field. Now... I think Devin Haney is doing something absolutely extraordinary. Absolutely. You know, um, take nothing away from George Cambosos and his skills. Yeah, I've said the skill set is better for Haney. And yes, I think the edge and mentality goes to Cambosos in this particular fight. But nothing, nothing can be taken away for what Devin Haney is about to do. Like you said, his dad, Ben Davison, um, for whatever the reasons may be. You know, one can argue the Australian government is trying to, you know, pad it as best as they can themselves. I understand the dad thing, right? You know, he's a past criminal. You don't want criminals in your country. I, okay, I get it. But, I mean, the trainer has no record. It's because he's associated with that guy who they say he's a mobster. Come on. But, see, I don't know how much he was associated with him or it was just because he was associated with MTK. Yeah, it's just because he's associated with MTK. They weren't right. Buddies, exactly. Was. Right. I so, I, I almost wonder, like, is the government trying to fucking make it easier for him you know try to stack the deck like let your trainer in let let Davison exactly you know I mean Davison's been in his corner for his last seven fights and whatnot and you know like it's kind of unfortunate charges like 30 on drug charges like 30 years ago like 91 92 Haney wasn't even born well that's the thing you know and so kind of I kind of question their government and their motive I mean look at the Australian Open look how hard they made it for uh, Dokovic to get into the country he wasn't even vaxxed. Yeah. Were, were, were you so, uh, right? Were you guys scared that he was going to take a title from one of your Australian superstars? I mean, what has Australia produced tennis wise since Pat Cash? Thank you. I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, right? exactly. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just saying, like, Australia is beautiful and I know it's, you know, whatever, but come on, man. And we'll call that the Jimmy Johnson or no, the uh, who's the owner of the Cowboys? Um, Jerry Jones. That we call that the Jerry Jones moment of the show. Yeah. Like, come little, on, man. <laughs> but Haney's not making excuses, right? So if he loses, I hope he doesn't make excuses afterward. As it stands right now, he's made no excuses. He's, he's, no, he's made zero excuses. He can't make any excuses. He has, he, you know, he's just because that will just give people any reason in the world to kind of say something, right? And the reason Haney's getting this fight, this fight was supposed to go to Lomachenko, but because of the war, he stepped aside so Haney could fight. So they're saying that. Uh, Lomachenko is training right now, so the winner of this fight will be fighting Lomachenko. Well, that's kind of interesting because there's also the rematch clause here, and then we got the tank. I mean, the, the the web is getting more and more tangled every day here now. It is, yeah. Um, mentality, you know, it just. I, I think we're gonna watch Devin Haney grow up in front of us, in in the matter of forty five minutes. That night, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch him grow leaps and bounds one way or the other my biggest concern for him is like okay he's saying all the things he's saying and you know all the analysts including us we have our opinions but we're not the ones getting into that ring exactly we're not the ones going to war none of us are you know and outside of maybe ex-boxers themselves who can truly 
attest to anything they say. We're just analyzing and giving our opinion, right? Um, but my big concern for him would probably be like as strong as you prepare yourself mentally and, and as much as you try to be at that level that you say that you are, that you say in your mind, what happens when you're in round number five, mid round, and you've got to change your game plan and your dad's not in your corner. Or Ben Davidson's not or there. Or Ben Davidson's not in your corner. You know what? Not so much Ben. I'm not too concerned about Ben not being there, but his dad not being there, who's been with him every single step of the way, down oh. to the times where this kid was fighting at Tijuana at the age of 15 and 16 years old. Yeah. Right? Like I said, with Haney, could have easily said, you know what? My dad can't be there. He's my trainer. I'm not doing the fight. But he didn't, didn't stop him. They're still actually trying to get the dad there. It's very unlikely the, the government will let him through, but they're trying to... No, if they were going to get him in, he would have been here by now. I mean, with yeah. two days left to go, he'd probably make it at this point. He'd probably make it the day of the fight, if not very late Saturday yeah. night there, right? So, I mean, it's almost impossible to think that he will be there. I don't think they can even think that way in his camp right now. Yeah, that's um, what he was saying at that press conference. Like, we're still working on my dad getting here, but he's not getting there. He would have been there by now. Exactly. And, you know, my only other concern would be, yeah, he, he's got your Yoel Judah in his corner. He's going to be with his trainer so to, for, for the night. Will they be strong enough to tell him what they need to tell him and what he needs to hear? I think you so. Know ben, you know Ben would? You know his dad would? Well, Judah, well, Yoel Judah trained his son's abs since he was a kid too. So he kind of got that father-son thing going on. So I know he knows that, what to do, how to – you know, he'll tell him what's up. He's a good trainer. He won't be yeah. scared. I don't think so. Yeah, and you I, I know. Though. Well, the other piece here, from, yeah, I, saying they don't have a game plan. They have a game plan, guaranteed. Haney's too good of a fighter not to. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Combosos, but I mean, let's look at last a couple. Let's let's. Look, I'm going to look at two fights here. Uh, one fight from either guy that you know I think really defined and really taught them a lot about themselves going into this fight. These these particular fights that they had were key to what they're going to be able to accomplish. Now, I look at Mickey Bay when he fought George Cambosas Jr., and Mickey Bay kind of pulled it out in a close decision. But he learned a lot about himself in that fight in terms of, you know, um, dealing with pressure, dealing with the mental aspect of it. And we can even look at the Teofimo Lopez. You know, he got knocked down in that ninth round, but he jumped back up and, and he dominated, you know, via, you know, Ally Tyson Fury after he got knocked down in the 12th. Yeah. Right? So, so you know... Yeah, I know he's got a heart of a line. You know, he is a true warrior. He he um he has heart. I'm not going to take that away. Now, you, my only concern for Haney is this is going to be the strongest guy he's probably ever fought. I think so. Right, the strongest guy, the strongest puncher, the hardest puncher that he's probably ever faced in his life. Uh, this is probably the best fighter that he's probably ever faced in his career to date. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and that's taking nothing away from JoJo or Linares, but let's talk about Linares because I think that was a huge learning curve for for Devin Haney going into this fight. Now, Linares is known to be not that heavy of a puncher. Yeah. But he shook up. He shook up Haney. He almost, and if that round went any longer, Haney would have probably gone down. That's, that's right? exactly how I was looking. Yeah, he got saved by the bell. He got saved by the bell in that fight against a guy who's not known as a puncher at all. So for, from that perspective, I think when I look at this fight, the way I kind of look at it, 
Haney has to fight the smart fight for 12 rounds. Yeah. Now it's not going to look pretty in the eyes of the casual viewer. And I'm sorry for that. But hey, man, if we love boxing and I would love to see Devin Haney work his skills, work, work, work his jab, you know, stay on the outside, do his thing and bag rounds. That's the only thing he can do, in my opinion, and wait for that opportunity. As we get into the seventh, eighth, or ninth rounds, you know, and then and, and if he sees the opportunity to take the shot, take the shot. But in my opinion, the worst thing he can do, and I think this is what George is going to try to get him into, is into a firefight. Absolutely. Right? George into a punch-out. Fire like yeah. coming at him. Exactly. Now, he has to avoid that. If he decides that he has no choice but to start exchanging – I think this is where he loses. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and Cabosa has got a great gas tank. Seems like that guy never gets tired out there. So he's been talking about that a lot in the press conferences about his gas tank and cardio. It's it's well known that he doesn't gas out. Yeah, so, he doesn't gas out. But I think there's a lot more. This is going to be a different fight for Cabosa than any other fight that he ever has. I mean, now they're talking about him being a role model for for all the younger kids in Australia. Like he's elevated the sport of boxing in Australia single-handedly. Uh, with with everything that he's accomplished, and good on him, man. You know, I want to see more great fighters. Uh, I don't even think we've even seen what Oceana can provide us in terms of what's out there. We don't know. I mean, if there's one place in the world that's really kind of separated from the rest of the world, it would be Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, way way out there. Got to be some real tough motherfuckers out there, man. Absolutely, has to you be. Know, we don't even know about half of them. That being said. Jermel Charlo now has to defend against Tim Taisu. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a mandatory for him. Another Australian. He's got to, I, to make his mind up. Yeah, yeah. But it's only the only reason I know the name because the name came up in their presser, in the post-fight presser, when the guy from Australia asked them a question about, you know, uh, Tim Taisu uh, said this, right? And he's like, Tim who? Right, like he didn't even. I'm, I'm sure he knew who he was, obviously, but yeah. um, yeah, not so, well known. no, he's not well known. But then again, what do we know about him? The only thing I know about him is 15 and 0, <laughs> he's an well, X man, right? Well, that's it, but I only know that myself because I looked it up. You know, the only one thing I ever known about him is I know that because Jeff Horn beat Pock is that he beat Jeff Horn, a, right? A couple of years ago, but other than that, I don't know anything about him. Nobody right, does, right. He up and comer 15 fights. Right. You know, so like I said, Oceania does have talent. It's just unfortunately on our half of the world and, you know, we, we don't see it that often. So, um, but yeah, I, I just Charles think take the fight. he's not going to give up his belt. He's going to fight him. No, he's going to fight him hard. He's going to fight him hard. And I, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think if, if, if he stays away from the firefight and he just works his match, works his style and just stays to what he knows, I, I think Haney wins. But yeah. my only concern with that style of fight, you know, there's so many variables here, man. I, I'm taken back to Pacquiao Horn. Yeah, Pacquiao dominated, dominated that fight. I know, as a joke. That was a joke. I hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I don't think this fight's going to go the distance. I think somebody's going to go down. I don't, maybe a ref stoppage late. I'm thinking like round 10, round 11. But I think Cambosa's gas tank, he's just might be too much. Haney's never been enough. In the with a fighter the caliber of Cambosa's yet, we know Cambosa can be Lopez. Haney has never been in there with that next level yet. Yeah, not saying well, he can't pull it off. We're going to find out on Saturday, but I'm I'm thinking round round ten, round eleven. I think uh, Cambosa's going to 
commit, stop a fight. Okay, well, I'm going to go the other way and I'm saying round 10, 11 for Haney. I think that Haney will outwork him. I think Haney will start to frustrate him. I think the pressure of the crowd will start to get to Combosos. Uh, the pressure of everything that he's been talking about. The pressure, I think just the pressure in general will get to him at some point. I don't care. You know what I mean? You you can talk all you want to talk and whatnot, but once you walk out there and you have those 50,000 people and all the expectations of an entire nation, a fucking continent, forget the country, an entire continent, the pressure of an entire continent on your back, you can say what you want until you actually get out there. It's like, a, it's like okay, and I, did, I, I apologize to any children who are listening to the shows, but like a guy saying, yeah, man, I could be a porn star. Mm-hmm. And until he gets onto set and his shit doesn't wake up. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. But for right. me, Ken, everything he said, he's done, he's done it. So I got no reason to doubt the guy. So I think he was in a big pressure fight with Lopez in Madison Square Garden, in his backyard, enemy territory, you know, beat him up. So I think he's going to actually the opposite take it. I think he's going to feed off this energy. I think he's going to thrive. And I think the crowd's going to push him to the next level. And I think that'll be enough to get, to get the win. Okay, fair well, play, I will man. be fight. I will be betting Cambosa to win. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Hey, and I, I can't well, disagree. Surprised if Haney wins. Yeah. Haney's no joke. Like I said, I won't. I won't. I won't. Dis- yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. I, I think what everything you said is valid, which makes it so beautiful because it could go that way or it could go this way. You know what I mean? Like it's legit. This fight's 50-50. It's that- legit up in the air, style-wise, stylistically. They mm. both cancel each other out. Uh, I just hope if it goes to decision, I hope the rep, the judges call it fair. Best man wins. No bullshit. Doesn't matter I, if you don't. Yeah. I, I need to see a finish, man. I need the rep to stop it. I need a towel thrown in, or I need one of these guys to knock the other one out. It can't go to the judges because I'm afraid if it goes to the judges. I don't think it's going to be fair. Probably not. You know, and that's just the unfair what they did to Pacquiao, so they'll do that to Haney too. Right, and they're talking that there won't be any Australian judges. They're all going to be neutral. Yeah, there's not going to be Australian judges, which is good. They shouldn't be. Right, but again, how much is a judge watching the fight or actually basing their decision on crowd reaction? It's a fair point. I mean, look at the Roley fight fight last week. Everyone thought, okay, Roley was up four rounds to one. But if you look at it, two of the judges' judges scorecards going into the sixth round had it for tank. While only one judge had it for ruling. Insane. Insane how they see it, eh? Right? So I, I don't envy the role of a judge. But at the same time, I I, it's just, I don't want it to go to them. I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather judges wouldn't even be there. Oh, I hear you. I just hope they don't. There's nothing controversial, right? Best man wins on the judge's scorecard or in the ring. But yeah, I'm with you. I hope it doesn't get to that point where the judges yeah, yeah. score the fight. Now we've seen a bit of an edgier George Combosos this time around. I thought I thought you know we saw more of a humble, more respectful kind of guy uh, with the TFMO uh, build up and everything like that. A lot of people said that he was too quiet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't really have much of a voice and and whatnot. And, I mean, he did say his piece and whatnot, but you know he didn't make it. I think that's what made it more that much more surprising when he did beat Tio. Um, <laughs> was the fact that no one really expected it because the way he came across, right? Yeah. Uh, and this time around, though, now this is the really interesting thing. He kept calling him an informant, a rat. Yeah, the uh, lowest form of life. The lowest form of life. Now, why wasn't any of this brought up before? Like, have you heard of this until that press conference on Monday? 
No, no, he kept it quiet. And he's wanting to sell the fight to pay-per-views too, right? I get it. You know what? But it's kind of funny now. Like, I'm... I'm, I'm I guess is, what Cambosa's angle is this, is like, you are friends with Lopez. They're buddies, Haney. Yeah, yeah. And then you're telling me he does all these things, he's all these things. And then when I beat him, you're mocking Lopez. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he's saying he wants to that. fight, right? Yeah. But, but but then again, I guess Haney came back and said, yeah, well, you're you're a traitor too. For 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 training with yeah, yeah for, for for training Pacquiao against your countrymen. Yeah. So is that the same thing in your opinion? No, it's not because um Campbell's right that he was training with Pacquiao even before this fight was announced. Years before Horn and Pacquiao went at it, I think it was July 2nd, 2017. Before yeah. they went at it, they were sparring. Awesome. Like he came up with them for the last years, right? So it had nothing to do with it. it just so happened Pacquiao's like, I'm gonna fight Jeff Horn. So he kept sparring with him, but it had nothing to do with that. Okay, so Cambosis has been under the learning tree of uh, Manny Pacquiao, fair enough. Top rank, yeah. He's top rank. Right, right. right. So we cannot forget the fact that Haney had spent a lot of time under the learning tree of one Floyd. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said to him in the press conference. You're not Floyd. He's like, I know, I'm Devin Haney. Yeah. And you're not Pacquiao. You're George Cambosis Jr. You know, so there's, there's a lot there that we can both take from that. Like you got the heavy puncher in Camboso who's coming from that style. Yeah. And you got the thinking man boxer, which is Floyd. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be fun. I think this is going to be a really, really fun night, man. Um, yeah. Bottom for- line, bottom line, he's got to fight smart and wait for the opportunity. I think that that's his opportunity. I think that's, that's got to be his MO. Totally agree. It's going to be electrifying. The crowd's going to be lit. It's going to be beautiful weather. I mean, man, I can't wait. Yeah, it's winter down there too right now. It's still pretty warm though, I think. But they do have a retractable roof, so it's it's potentially open-air stadium. But if it's pissing rain or whatever, I'm sure they can close it up too. So, all right. I am going to go out on the line, and I'm going to say Devin Haney is going to win this in 11. I got got my boy George from Top Rank and Team Pacquiao. Uh, I got him to stop him by the 10th round. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen, but it's, it's going to be fun. And you know what? At the end of the day, no matter who wins this match, and you know, I like I like guys, both guys. I like guys, both. I like both guys, but I think they're just yeah. keeping the titles warm from one Lomachenko. <laughs> you know, it's so weird because you know Lopez beat Lomachenko, and then Cambosos beat Lopez. So Styles make fights. We'll see what happens. But Lop- Lomachenko is going to have the winner of this. I think Lomachenko just had a bad night. Yeah. Man, I love watching that guy's footwork. He's like, he's just so light on his feet and the way he moves. Yeah, like, and, and I, I say that only because he's fought twice now since losing, right? Yeah. Or has he only fought once? Uh, once or twice. I'm not as 100% okay. sure. All I know is the fight that I did see, he looked absolutely amazing. Oh, he's amazing. To the point where he's telling the other guy's corner, please, I don't want to yeah, beat stop him up anymore. Yeah, stop him. I don't want to beat him up anymore. Yeah, no, I love Lomachenko. I'm a huge fan of him. Huge fan of him. This division stack is loaded. You got Shakur Stevenson. You got lots of guys hanging around here. There's lots of good fights to come for many years. These guys are all young. I mean, Lomo's 34. He's the oldest, but still, still got a few yeah. years. I I was thinking of Shakur Stevenson. You know who I'd like to see him fight next? Who? Ogawa. Yeah. Kenji Ogawa would be a fucking nice fight, man. Yeah, it would be good. Even right. Shakur, even Stevenson versus Lomo. There's so many fights. There's so many ways they can go. Yeah. Well, you, you look at him, everything, everything from 130 to 147. Yeah. It's sick. And uh, Lopez, Teofimo Lopez is fighting again in August here. Yeah. 
that'll be a tune-up fight. You'll win that, and on we'll you know get back in the mix again. I hope so, man. You know what? Like I said, um, I know that guy gets a really, really bad rap. Um, maybe He's nice to his fans. Got to give the guy that. I'll tell you what, man. He gave me personally. I know you had your interaction with him on the casino floor. Nice. I caught him up. Yeah, I caught him outside, and you know what? The guy gave me almost like fifteen minutes of his time. I think he's trying to rebuild his reputation a little bit. No one is that jerk. So he's like, hey, dude, everybody on the casino floor there, when I was standing by, I was talking to your buddy, Top Dollar. Top Dollar. I look over, I'm like, crap, that's Lopez. He wasn't annoyed. He wasn't bothered. Everybody that came up in for a picture, he was totally cool about it. He shook your hand, asked you your name, where you're from. Some guys get annoyed, but that was at like two in the morning and he was okay with it. So no, he was great, man. Like I said, man, uh Tio, if, if you want to build up the character and you, you want to get the story out right, come talk to us at Samp and Chance. We'll make sure that people hear the real story. You know, Absolutely. um I, I, I keep messaging him. I keep messaging him and I'm hoping eventually he's gonna say fuck these guys, man. I'm gonna Can have you to send your picture that you guys got together. I've sent everything, man. I keep sending it and sending it, but you know what? I think just like uh our good friend, Mr. Molitor, you know, he's going to make us work for it. And that's okay by me, man, because hard work, the reward is that much better. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here, transition into boxing for a couple of minutes. Just talk okay. about We've done, what, four or five interviews so far? Yeah. What's been your favorite one so far so people can hear? Oh, God. Um... Like, not who you like the best. Which one do you think was the best one? Questions and the guests and everything. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Steve Molitor just for the fact that we worked for that one, right? Don't not just, to not, yeah. not to say that we didn't work hard for the other interviews that we did, but they were easier to 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 organize and and to put together. Um, you know, the groundwork was the same, so to speak, but the the follow up and the constant, you know, just trying to connect, yeah, and finally connecting and having that moment with him and having someone who's accomplished as much as he has in boxing, so to speak, um, was, was a very sweet reward for me personally. Um, yeah. That being said, anytime I get to talk to Otto is awesome because his, his, whole, um, his whole way of thinking and his, his, his um, unselfishness is phenomenal. Great man. They're all, you know, the funny thing about all these guests, we have, they're all great guys in their own way. For yeah. my for me personally, I was listening to all of our interviews the other day. In my opinion, yes, Molitor is probably our biggest name for sure. But I think our most, this is for all you people that are listening, for our most interesting interview with the best stories and best entertainment is probably the one of Scotty Mack. Yeah, 100%. Wrestling history and a little more formal, but still a great guy. Yeah. Man. No, right. 100%. I totally agree. I, I love like. Everybody likes listening to different kinds of things. If you're feeling goofy and want to hear silly stories and a fun career, Scotty is the one you want to listen to, which are still our most popular listen to one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, hey, I'm taking nothing. I love Scotty. All good in their own way, but yeah. Exactly. I, I, I love Scotty and, you know, we go back and, you know, whatnot. And, you know, thank you very much, Vance, as well, and everyone else that we've spoken to and taken the time out of their busy schedules to grace us with their presence and their stories and whatnot. But I guess I'm only saying Steve, because we really, I really, we, we worked for that one. Yeah. Well, I'm not even thinking of that. One. I'm just thinking about when I put it on Spotify and I'm driving and when I'm listening to it, I think the Scotty one, it's a little bit longer than Steve one, but I think it was the most fun, most entertaining personally. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oliver one was great. When Mulder was joking around, he's a great guy. All of our guests have been great, but from the feedback that I got from, some of our fans and our the friends, 
if they all see that Mac one, man. Just yeah, no, for sure. I, from, from most people that don't even know who Scotty Mac is. So they're like, oh man, this guy's something else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. From a listening perspective, I completely great. agree. I just think yeah. from a work perspective, I guess that's where yeah, my yeah, mind yeah. went, you know? But uh, yeah, no, I think so. Uh, we'd be really first, fortunate. He's first class. He's a great, great guy. Oh, totally great guy, man. Fantastic. Auto. For sure, for sure. Um, I I know that we will be getting a couple more guests here pretty soon. Uh, yeah. Just in the process of working out some kinks and trying to figure some things out. Um, yeah. But you know what? I think let's just wrap it here, guy. Uh, I know that game number two is going to start pretty soon for you. Oh, big game, man. I'm excited in Colorado. We need this one. Do I want to go down to nothing? Is Smith starting or no? I don't know. I haven't checked yet. They were. I heard yesterday that the coach was 50-50, but I don't know, man. The guy just left in so many, like, I don't know, left in so many soft goals, right? I mean, you know, he's got us there, but, like, dude, you got to make some big saves here. You got to do something. I don't what know. Do you, I don't, I don't do you, know if he's what do you make of the Rangers taking 6-2 game one? Love it. I was saying, like, on our podcast, I think Rangers are going to win this just because Tampa's got to lose eventually. They, get, they haven't lost a series in two years. Three. But game one, Tampa's got they're loaded, man. But six two, that was beating. Three years, bro. Oh yeah, no, so sorry, 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 sorry. This would be their third Stanley Cup. Yeah. So, so this almost, is so they've gone three years in the playoffs so far without losing a series. That's right. So I'm just okay. thinking something's gotta give here. You know, the, the puck will go the Rangers way, they'll get that extra bounce. So who knows? Tampa's loaded and they're not gonna go away easy. I think I think what separates Tampa from all the other teams right now is when you're seeing their top tier players laying down to block pucks. Absolutely. They and that's all. what, and, and that's what wins these Stanley cups. When you see your Stamkos who are pretty much injury prone, mm-hmm. it's constantly laying down to block pucks. Kucherov laying down to block pucks. These guys are not paid to lay down and be blockers. They want it dude bad. They want it. They want that title. So you know, a young Rangers team can learn a lot by watching them play. But, yeah, they got that. But I think you just woke up a monster. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And before we're going to wrap this up, when do chances top five with the one and only Bobby Sampson? Are you ready for action? Bro, unscripted. Let's do it. All right. Let's hear your, your top five uh, heavyweights of all time, your personal favorites. Not what the experts rank them, what you rank them. So it could be anybody. Have we done this before? No. Okay. Muhammad Ali. Okay, one. Um, Muhammad Ali, Tyson, Lennox Lewis. Um, Tyson Fury. Okay, one more. And I would probably have to go with someone like George Foreman who got it done in different generations. And they made a hell of a grill. That grill sold like hotcakes, man. You know, it was supposed to go to Hogan, but he wasn't home when the phone call came. Oh, George. Oh, man. He made a lot of money. Did you ever have that grill? I had that I, grill. My had it. I don't know if I actually had the George Foreman version, but soon after, I'm sure there were so many other versions came out of it. Yeah, it's all the same. It was okay. Right? It was not special. Just more of a cool. Man, this is George Foreman's grill, you know? Yeah. What's your top five? Um, for me, um, well, this is no order, but Tyson Fury, uh, Vander Holyfield, uh, Vladimir Klitschko, um, obviously Tyson, and you know, just because I'm Canadian, I'm gonna have to say Lennox Lewis for what he's done. Mm-hmm. Those are my five, my five favorite heavyweights. But there's so many good ones, but those are the ones that stick out. 
Fair I used to like Reddick Bow a lot too when I was younger, but a lot of good ones. Reddick Bow, awesome. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right, brother man. Well, listen, let's wrap it up here. Let's get this going. So everybody, this Saturday on ESPN Plus, uh, it's going to be on Sky Sports in the UK, uh, pay-per-view in Australia. I don't know if it's uh, probably going to be TSN here in Canada. It's not a pay-per-view for us. TSN maybe, or maybe something on ESPN Plus. Is it coming on in Canada? Well, if it comes on in Canada, if it's on ESPN Plus... They're not treating it as a pay-per-view, right? It's not a pay-per-view in the States and it's not a pay-per-view in the UK. Yeah. It's only a pay-per-view in Australia. Um, So if that's the case, and because it's on ESPN Plus, which is a subscription-based service, which we don't get here, uh, it'll probably be on TSN. Let's hope so. Because that's your affiliation, right? Well, they got hockey on that night. Well, TSN doesn't have the playoffs. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I don't know if the fight's on TSN because last time they did, they didn't have TSN didn't have it on because it was a pay per view. Yeah, no, it was another fight that was on ESPN Plus. TSN doesn't always play those boxing fights. Sometimes they play them a couple days after. They don't always play them live. No, this one they play. I guarantee it. And you know what, uh, guys, look up for my post. I'll post something on TikTok and Instagram for you guys to let you know when all this is happening. Yeah. That being said, man, you know what? I can forget to do this every goddamn time, but you know what? Here we go. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, please take the time to like and subscribe. Click that little dingy bell or a little bell in the corner there if you're watching this on YouTube so you guys know when our shows are up. Uh, Go to our Instagram page, Sam underscore chance. There you'll find our bio link. No excuses. Every platform that we're on, wherever the podcast is available, uh, if you want to listen to it or if you want to watch it, it's all there. The YouTube link is there. The Spotify link is there. The Apple podcast link is there. Our TikTok link is there as well now. I've been starting to post some videos up on there as well. So, you know, Samp and Chance, we're, we're putting the name out there. We want all of you guys to join us on our journey to greatness as we work our way towards undisputed ourselves. Um, so like and subscribe. Please follow us. Leave a comment. I'm still waiting for people to say something. You know what? I just want to know what's going on with you guys. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know, we want to know what you guys think. We want to know how you guys feel about us and uh, what we can do better and what we what you guys like to hear more of. So let us know. And uh, you know what? We're just going to wrap it up here. Chance Michaels has George Cambosis Jr. winning this in the 11th round. 10th round. I, 10th round, sorry. I say Devin Haney will win this in the 11th round. Uh, the worst thing that could possibly happen, it goes through the judges' cards. Let's hope that this doesn't that doesn't happen. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be fun, and I think, like I said before, we're going to watch a young Devin Haney grow up right in front of us tonight or on that night. Uh, he's got the world against him. He's got his cards stacked up against him, and he's not the first guy to ever have that kind of situation put in front of him. But how many guys do it at twenty three? Not many, man. Mike right? Tyson, a couple guys. There's not many. Yeah. So, but I'm talking about you know having everything against him. Yeah. Right? Well, Mike Tyson did in a way too, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. This is Australia, but yeah. And it, this is not like going to England to fight. You're literally going down under. Yeah. Right. So, be uh, before we head out here, I just want to wish both these fighters all the best. You know, I hope both guys come out of it safe and, you know, they're, they're able to talk about it after and carry on with their great careers. Uh, one way or the other, somebody's going to lose their O. 
one way or the other, someone's going to gain a lot of titles or someone's going to keep all their titles. So either way, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to be upset either way. Yeah. It's going to be a fun fight. May the best man win. Um, that being said, my name is Bobby Sampson. And Chance Michaels, as he always says, anybody who listens, subscribes, downloads, shares, and comments to the podcast, we salute you. Absolutely. And as Bobby Sampson always says, thank you for letting us in your ears. And in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Have a great night, everybody. We'll be back uh, with a quick hit probably Saturday night or early Sunday morning to give you guys a quick uh, review of this fight. Until then, be safe and look out for us on Instagrams and uh, TikTok. Talk to you soon.